We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Cody here and also joining me, good friend of the show, Alex from Hail Mary Sports. Alex, we are officially two weeks away from the NFL draft. It is about time that we are almost here. Only a couple more weeks of all this speculation, all these mock drafts, all these hot takes, everything and anything in between. How are you feeling, man? How are you doing? And just anything and everything with all this stuff, NFL draft right now. So it's kind of hard to believe that it's two weeks away since obviously my channel works year round on the draft. It's uh, it's all coming to an end. So it's really exciting. It's a little bit scary that it's just come this quickly. But I mean, the draft is awesome. And I'm so excited to see all the things that we never expected come into play. Different trades come in. And, you know, this is going to be a fun day. So we're going to talk about what, the first two days of the draft for the Colts. So it's going to be very exciting because there's a lot of really good players that might be slipping because maybe there's too much positional depth or maybe there's just more scheme specific. So it's going to be exciting to see where players fall. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm really excited to see. I mean, we all presume, and I think it's a good majority, there's like a 98% chance the Colts take one of the top four quarterbacks here mm -hmm. in the NFL draft, sitting there at pick number four right now. Again, it will be interesting to monitor, you know, what happens in the first two picks. You know, there's been a lot of rumors floating around about Bryce Young potentially to Carolina. Yep. You wonder how much would that shake up if, you know, say Houston goes and takes Will Anderson there mm -hmm. at two. Like, how much does that shake up that number three pick? Or does Arizona not want to risk it? You know, like, there's just yep. all these questions that you have regarding the quarterbacks right now. Uh, so it'll be interesting for sure. I, I think we're pretty much all in agreement that the only way the Colts should be trading is if they're trading up to number three with Arizona. I don't think there's really any scenario yeah. where we see the Colts, you know, tr potentially trading down and trying to acquire more picks and stuff like that, at least not in the first round. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. And if you think, you know, there's been rumors like the Arizona has received at least six different teams that have been interested yep. in trading up. Do you think Indianapolis should be a part of that? Or do you think maybe they should just be okay sitting there at number four, say that scenario plays out, yeah. and only one quarterback is off the board by the time the number third pick comes around? So it just really depends on how much you like the other quarterbacks in the class. Like how comfortable are you with getting the sloppy seconds if you don't have the guts to move up? 
And that's just going to really come down to the evaluations. It really comes down to each team. Obviously, you see on Twitter, there's people who think AR is the best guy. There's people who think Will Levis might be the best guy. You can see people who think Bryce, majority, and then CJ. So everybody has different opinions. And if the Colts are diehard fans of Will Levis, which I don't think would be the best move, but, you know, who am I? Then you'd be comfortable sitting there. Save your draft capital. Be able to get both quality and quantity based on the guys that you want. But it's tough. It really comes down to the evaluation. I'd move up, but at the end of the day, there's another person sitting in the GM spot. Yeah. Now, here's my thing, man. You know, with Will Anderson sitting there, say it does play out quarterback, quarterback. Let's just go with mm-hmm. this scenario really yeah. fast. Anderson's still there, mm-hmm. but in Arizona has a choice, right? They can either trade up with Indianapolis or trade up with another team, knowing that a division rival is sitting there right behind Indy at five. Mm-hmm. Like, are they willing? And if you're sitting there in Arizona's shoes, mm-hmm. are you okay with potentially giving and gift wrapping Will Anderson to your division rival Seattle Seahawks. That's what are your question. thoughts on that, man? That's the question because there's also rumors that they like Tyree Wilson more as a two gap mm-hmm. defender, which I think he fits Gannon's system better. But the end of the at the end of the day, the best player is the best player, and I think Will Anderson is the best by far. It's a very very good question to ask because it's not something you really think about when you trade out. Yeah, you're going to get significant draft capital, but there are ramifications like letting Will Anderson fall to five. So it's, it's a tough call. If I'm the man, if I'm the Cardinals, I think that I would be willing to move out for the right team. I think Tennessee, if I'm getting a future first from them, at least maybe multiple future first, I'm hitting that yes button right away. I don't care if I have to see Will Anderson a billion times a year. I'm probably gonna have two top five picks in the next year. One of them's going to be Caleb Williams. And then, uh, well, if Kyler doesn't want to stay, but you got Joe Alt, Marvin Harrison, Caleb Williams then um, I think that's worth it. I think it's a good price to pay, but you're rolling the dice on that one. Yeah. Now, do you see a scenario, say they stay there at three, yeah. say Anderson gets taken there at two. Mm. Do you see a scenario if indeed they do like a guy player like Tyree Wilson, them a scenario where they do stay at three as well and they don't trade out despite the teams that might want to give them some draft capital just because, yeah. you know, edge rush is a premium position and there are going to be at least two guys there, if not more uh, that are going to be available for the taking there at three. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's really, I'm just going to be interested to see what happens there mm-hmm. uh, in sure. that scenario. I think that's unlikely, but like, what, what are your thoughts? Like, could you see that happening? Yeah, I do. Like, so there are obviously the talk about how CJ Stroud's agent, is part of the same organization that you know Deshaun Watson is. CJ literally said, I model my game after Deshaun Watson. So there could be some uneasiness between the two. So there is that possibility where maybe they're like, well, we don't want someone who doesn't want us. We're going to get the best player available, and then we're going to get Caleb Williams, Drake May next year. I think that's a wise decision if your job's intact. The question is, how intact is your job? But at the same time, you really have to evaluate if you're the Cardinals and that happens, you have to evaluate. Well, we love Tyree Wilson. Who's our next best guy who fits that mold. Let's just say it's miles Murphy. Cause he pretty much tested the same as Trevon Walker, except for the three cone. Then you have to say, okay, well I'm being able to move back and get 90% of what I get with Tyree Wilson. And then I get future first. It really depends on the, tr- on the package that you get because you are also giving Tyree Wilson probably to the Seahawks. So it's a lot of variables that you have to weigh in the situation. And also, I do wonder, is it just Arizona trying to uh, bait Indianapolis to giving them more, right? 
trying to be like, Hey, we got all these offers. You want to get a better offer than us? I you know, know, and maybe they don't take it, but like, mm-hmm. maybe they're just trying to like say, Hey, you know, the best case scenario is if Arizona gets what they feel like they need. And then Indy ensures that, you know, one mm-hmm. of those top three quarterbacks is going to be there for the taking. Yeah. I mean, I think that that makes the most sense. And that's like the biggest win-win for each side, but yeah. you know, knowing Chris Ballard and knowing how much he values those picks, I don't see a scenario where maybe mm-hmm. like if Arizona has this huge high demand where they're asking for, you know, future yeah. first or something crazy like that. I don't see a scenario, man, where, where Chris Ballard and the Colts go for that. I know it's tough. It's really tough because again, it's not just like I have to pay whatever the chart says I have to pay. You have to add on to it because there's all these competing offers. So it's a, it's a really big roll of the dice, but at the same time, do you want to roll the dice on the most valuable position in the NFL? And that's a quarterback spot. That's a yeah, tough one. Absolutely. Um, so uh, one question here just about the quarterback position, because we could talk about yeah. if Will Anderson is there at four somehow, yeah. like would Chris Ballard draft him? I still don't. I think you have to draft a quarterback. I, I think that's just what you oh. got to do. Um, but, you know, my question for you is with what Shane Steichen has worked with, the mm-hmm. different types of players, there's not like a set quarterback that he's worked with yeah. um, that that like he's just had success with. He's mm-hmm. had success with Philip Rivers. He's had success with Herbert yep. and most recently with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. But saying that, knowing what Steichen has been able to get out of these young quarterbacks the last two stops he's been at, uh, what do you think in terms of the quarterback makes the most sense for Shane Steichen yeah. sitting there at four, say a couple of those top guys are still available or if the Colts trade up to three and some of these quarterbacks are available, like who makes the most sense for Shane Steichen in this Colts offense and what they're going to try to do mm-hmm. with the new system they're implementing in. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And Indy right now. So the beautiful thing about Steichen is the fact that he's had a very solid resume with different players. So he has a very strong foundation and is shown to be able to improve or at least make them appear improved with their gameplay. So for me, I personally want to go for as high of a ceiling as possible. If I know that my coach is comfortable coaching somebody who has a lower floor and needs that development. We saw it with Jalen Hurts. He wasn't a polished passer. He had some very good ability with his legs. Obviously, I think AR is very similar to that with more upside. I think Anthony Richardson also has an amazing work ethic. You see in the offseason, he's working on his mechanics. Similar to Josh Allen, but I'm going to say that's an exception, not the rule. Kind of like Trey Lance. But for me, I think Anthony Richardson's the best choice. If CJ Stroud's there, that's the safest choice. And CJ does have something he needs to unlock a little bit more, and that's his legs. And we saw in the Georgia game, he was able to unlock that ability and did a very, very solid performance. So... 
I think that you're comfortable going any route, even Will Levis. I mean, Philip Rivers was pretty much a wild, uh, like a loose cannon for the latter part of his career anyway. So he has comfortability with that. And for me, I think that I'd be perfectly fine with that situation. Yeah, so you would go probably more Anthony Richardson, the higher ceiling type of guy. Like, yeah. is he? Would you say he's like the best fit for what the Colts are trying to do right now, or would you say there's another quarterback that's maybe a better fit for what Indy's trying to do? I know he has a higher yeah. ceiling, but in terms of a fit wise and scheme wise, so I'm trying to think back to what these uh, quarterbacks are used to in terms of wide receivers, and. You know, I'm so used to seeing CJ Stroud with Hall of Fame level receiver talent and like Marvin Harrison, Garrett Williams. And uh, obviously, I know that that's a big claim for both of them. But I think that I've seen Anthony Richardson do a lot more with a lot less. And you guys have a very solid receiving core. So I think that it's a better fit for Anthony because you have more recent experience with Steichen being able to bring Jalen Hurts to the Super Bowl and develop him. So he's used to having the unpolished passer with the legs. And you're also giving Anthony Richardson a better situation for him to thrive in. So good coaching and a better situation. Overall, I think it might be the best fit. And maybe it's even a scenario, and I don't know where you kind of sit on Anthony Richardson playing yeah. versus sitting year one. Mm-hmm. Like it could be a scenario with the Colts now having Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. where Richardson maybe doesn't feel like he has to. Obviously, it'd be the yeah. great scenario if he was ready. But mm-hmm. like a lot of people have said, he's just not ready yet. You know, he's just so raw. He's played 13 games yeah. in college. You know, he's just, he's so raw. He's only going to be 21 by the time mm-hmm. the season starts. So yeah. there's a lot there um, to, you know, still unlock in Richardson's game. But do you? you think like he's a guy that you would just want to throw out there like day one here he's your starter or do you think he's a guy where you're like I think I'm more comfortable kind of easing him along into the season and when he's ready giving him a shot at the keys to the franchise it really depends on how he looks in OTAs we saw with Zach Wilson he was already throwing interceptions and making stupid reads from the get-go and if they're showing that they're not up to speed yet, I absolutely know that I have a great backup option and a great contingency plan in Gardner Minshew. So I'd want to do that if that's the case. But if Anthony's coming in, he's running the offense smoothly, and maybe he makes a mistake here and there. That's going to happen, especially since you've only played 13 games. Then I think it's a perfectly fine idea as long as you're comfortable putting your job on the line, which I don't have to be worried about that, is just putting him out there. You know, if he's ready, he's ready. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That makes sense. Yeah, I just didn't know because people are kind of all over the place with yeah. Richardson in terms of like, you know, is he ready? Is he not ready? You know, yeah. should the Colts put him out there? You know, all that stuff. So hmm. I'm personally more of the just, you know, if he's confident and he's not losing confidence, just give him a shot, man. And if you're yeah. bad again, hey, you draft high again mm-hmm. and you just continue to build around him. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at in terms of Richardson. But anyway, uh, we, we've talked about quarterback enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to now some other fits. The Colts have. Yeah. Uh, two picks on day two, rounds two and three. Um, so the Colts have some needs, obviously, outside of quarterback. Mm. I think for me, I would say a couple of those needs in no particular order. Cornerback, uh, offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, uh, wide receiver, 
And then, you know, you could probably throw out a wild card, you know, as an edge rusher or something yeah. like that uh, as well. But I really think those are kind of some of the bigger needs. So mm-hmm. as far as for you, Alex, here, yeah. uh, who are some of your best fits here for Indianapolis? Their picks in the second and third round, pick 35 overall. Yeah. And then from the Washington Carson Wentz trade, pick 79 overall. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on kind of some best fits here for the Colts yeah. in some of these positions of need? So I'll give a couple per each visit, uh, each spot. So at 35, I really, it depends on who's obviously there. So we're projecting because these guys could go earlier. There could be some really good players that fall here. But as of the knowledge right now, I think you could address cornerback. And there's a lot of talk about Keely Ringo. I think that he's been, you know, talked about enough. So there's not really too much need to, you know, go even further into that. Someone who's not really talked about enough is Tyreek Stevenson. So for a while, I mocked him to, he's a cornerback out of Miami. He's about six foot, 200 pounds. He used to be 212. So slim down. He's in the four fours, really good run defender, really sticky in man coverage. And he's developing as a zone protector as well. So I think he fits the system very well. I used to mock him to the Dallas Cowboys in my mock drafts before they got Stephon Gilmore. So it's pretty obvious that there was that sort of link in my mind. So maybe that's why I'm drawing that connection there. But Big athlete, willing to play against the run as well. And even in the senior bowl, he had some amazing reps. He reminds me a little bit of Trevon Diggs in the fact that he might jump the route a little bit. He might try to anticipate a little bit more than he should. But as time goes on, and I think as he's not being trained up by the University of Miami's DB coaches, I think that he'll be able to improve, be a little bit more strategic, and be a little bit more refined in the times that he does choose to jump the route. And that could be a big payoff. A huge payoff. So that's a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, he was top 25 on my board starting out the year. He's like 35 right now. Um, so that's for DB. That's where I'm starting there. So at 35, I also want to at least include Osiris Torrance because I'm a big O-line guy. That's just me. I know that there's one primary spot on the interior offensive line that could be fixed. And this class is not very good in terms of the depth at interior offensive line. So I would personally, if he's there, which he could be because there's some pretty bad mistakes on tape, even though the stats don't say it, you know, even versus Tennessee, there's a guy named Omari Thomas that nobody ever talked about absolutely ate his lunch. So, you know, there are bad reps there. He could be there. And I think that'd be an excellent move. If you are going to have someone like Anthony Richardson, also giving him his guard, not really a bad decision. So Mm -hmm. yeah, there's already that chemistry there. Those are my two guys for round number two. Uh, you could talk about potentially moving back and getting Jalen Hyatt. He'd be a perfect role for that Paris Campbell role, but I think he could be there in the third. There's a lot of deep threats in this class. You know, Jalen Hyatt had a very, very limited route uh, route tree, and he was in an offense that was not very translatable. Could be slipping. So round three, we talked about this. Um, center could be a position, like a center guard hybrid also is something that you could value because – I love drafting centers and putting them to guard because they have the intellect to play the center role, but then they could also, you know, I think they're pretty damn talented enough to be able to move to guard. So Luke Whipler, not getting enough hype. I have him actually as a top 35 guy on my board as well. Ivan Pace, I know y'all don't need linebacker desperately, but he's also a really good pass rusher and one hell of a competitor. I've seen him in person destroy my SMU Mustangs. This guy in the senior bowl leveled a guard that is 100 pounds heavier than him. He's a dog. He's a dog. So uh, love that. Feel free to chime in if you have any other guys that you want to bring up as well. But I have three other sleeper wide receivers after. 
Yeah, I mean, there's just a couple names like, you know, a lot of people have talked about Zay Flowers yep. sitting there potentially at 35. Now, I personally don't know if he's going to be there at 35, but yeah. a lot of people have said if he is there, I think you you run up to the podium, you, yeah. you know, you turn in the card and you don't look back because oh, yeah. I think he's, for a lot of people, he's been a big riser the mm-hmm. last couple weeks, the last month really mm-hmm. or so. Uh, so I think he would be a good fit. Um, a guy that the Colts actually just hosted, I want to get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think this is more of a maybe a, if the Colts were to trade back from 35 okay. and acquire maybe another you know day two pick or something like that. Uh, Julius Brents has been a name that a lot of people in the Colts just hosted him as well. What are your What's your overall take on him? So he is literally the good, the bad, and the ugly, and a little bit more emphasis on the latter two. I really like Julius Brent. I actually was, he popped off to me before I ever even knew who he was. I was watching just normal game tape this past year, didn't know his name. And I was like, oh, that corner, he made some really good plays there. But he, like I talked about Tyreek Stevenson being hot and cold, maybe jumping the route a little bit too much. Let's just say Julius Brent can't cover a tight end doing an out route. He got absolutely destroyed by Cam Law too, who's not even considered a top tight end in this class. And I'm genuinely concerned about him in man coverage. Genuinely concerned. We talk about Keely Ringo getting destroyed versus Ohio State, as majority of corners did. But this was on an embarrassing level. There's just, you have to use them in a zone coverage system. I don't think it's a very good fit. But amazing frame, great work ethic, and you do see the explosiveness is there. The tools are there. But maybe not up here. Maybe not the reaction time. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know there's some other wide receivers potentially mm-hmm. that the Colts could be interested in. That could be some sleepers for Indianapolis. You know, the hot name has been Jonathan Mingo right now out of Mississippi. Um, he's a guy that's just an athletic freak. I mean, he's mm-hmm. over a nine, almost a, he's like a nine and a half, maybe a little bit over that in terms of RAS score. And we know Chris Ballard, especially last year, went all in on the RAS score. Mm-hmm. All, pretty much every single player was like an eight or a nine or above. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you just talk about like, you know, if you get Anthony Richardson, who already is an athletic freak and you pair him with a very another very athletic wide receiver Mm -hmm. like that kind of combo uh, and and just, you know, obviously pairing it with Pittman and and pairing it with Alec Pierce, who I think is going to have a better year, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's just a really I think a really good recipe for setting up your young quarterback. Well, what are Mm -hmm. your thoughts on him and maybe some other wide receivers? I know Scott out of Cincinnati, Alec Pierce's little teammate. Mm -hmm. um, It's another option that people seem to like. What are your thoughts on some of these other wide receivers that could be there? Maybe round two, round three around that. Yeah. So Mango's a fun one. He's obviously built like a rock, very athletic. He's going to be somebody that you want to get the ball in his hands and he's going to He's going to punish the defensive back. They're not going to be as big as him, and they might not even be as fast as him. It'll be very fun, especially when you do do little dink and dunks. I have someone who I love. His name is Justin Shorter. He was Anthony Richardson's number one wide receiver. Instead of being like six foot to six foot two and two hundred thirty pounds, he's six four two thirty. So you know you're adding a little bit of height there, and you're adding the familiarity. He's a number one wide receiver coming out of high school of his class, so he already has that raw talent. But there's just been a lot of injuries that have happened that maybe limited his career. But I certainly think that Justin Shorter would be an amazing option as a sleeper. Round round three is a little bit early for where I think he will go, even though I think he should go earlier. But day three option, if you really want to get Jonathan Mingo at a fraction of the price and you get that familiarity, we talked about Cyrus Torrance with Anthony Richardson. Now you can get his buddy, Justin Shorter. So you could have that immediate college quarterback to wide receiver connection. And you can get it for a fraction of the price. I love him to death. That's Mm. my thing. He used to be in my top 32 before he tested in the four fives. That was because I was hoping he'd be in the four fours, but his play speed is incredible. 
It, it really is. And he's very smooth as a route runner. Just one of those guys where I don't understand why nobody's talking about him. I understand why some aren't, but it's been crickets. And at that frame and at that production level when and that trust that he gained from his quarterback, you don't gain that trust for nothing. He he put it up some good numbers there. So I love that for him. And then one other guy I want to note is Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. He's a really fun burner. He's one of those guys who can definitely pop off the screen to you. Didn't test as well as maybe you'd hope, but um, similar to Tyler Scott as well. Didn't really test the way that we were thinking. Maybe we were like, oh, maybe like 4-3 to 4-2 range, testing the 4-4s. So um, just it was an underwhelming combine season. So maybe take those numbers and just throw them away to watch the tape because even Tank Dell is incredible. But uh, I think those are some really good options. Tank Dell, you could throw the name in there as well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you as well, like some oh, yeah. other day three guys that maybe could be mm-hmm. sitting there round four, round five, even yeah. later. Um, yeah. That would be some potential good fits for Indianapolis. Maybe some other needs that aren't necessarily, you yeah. know, on everybody's radar. You know, like I could yeah. think, like you know, interior defensive linemen, running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of those things. Or if the Colts want to go back and double dip at corner, like that mm-hmm. could be another option as well. For Are sure. there any guys that like would interest you there if you're in Indianapolis and you're looking, you know, to potentially maybe not for an immediate twenty twenty three need maybe looking beyond that 2024 2025 with some of these contracts are expiring Mm -hmm. and you maybe need to trust one of these guys to kind of step into a role are there any guys that maybe interest you there in some of those positions so there's a guy named carl brooks in this draft he's an awesome awesome player i have a lot of respect for him he's 300 pounds he actually played as an edge rusher but he's also a flex defensive interior because who the hell plays at edge at 300 pounds (laughs) but he is really, really polished as a hand technician. He's able to swat off people's hands, get off blocks. He does an incredible job at that. He didn't get invited to the combine. He was at the senior bowl, did a great job there, didn't get invited to the combine. Blows my mind, blew everybody's mind. But maybe the NFL is not as high on him. They will be once he gets on the field. So if you're asking for like a day three guy who might not step in right now, but might step into a big role later, I think that's a huge name that people aren't really talking about. That could certainly be one of those dudes that's like, Oh crap, this guy's incredible. So um I love that for sure. Thinking about like maybe corners that could be down there that could step into a role. Uh there's a guy named Starling Thomas out of I believe UAB. He's somebody he tested, I think at one time at a four two four forty. And like he's just one of those athletic projects and maybe won't be able to step in soon, but definitely somebody who could step in more later. This is just not the deepest class, if I'm gonna be completely blunt. And um, finding the guys who could actually fit starting roles later on might be more of a premium than uh, what we've seen before. But I will say one more name. I'll say one more name. There's the right guard of LSU. I think his name's like Aaron Bradford. He is a mauler in the run game. So if you want to pass on an O-lineman early, I have a weird feeling this guy could go third round because we always see these LSU guards go in the third round. But that is amazing value as well. Very fun to watch. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Now, one question for you, Alex. You don't have to name any more names, but yeah. like, if you're the Colts and if you're really any team here drafting in day three, what do you think is like some of the best position groups that are mm-hmm. like going to be deep and are going to have talent there? Yeah. You know, in that later in those later rounds, and some positions that maybe you're like, you probably should pick a guy a little bit earlier yeah. um, and not really rely on maybe some of the back end guys there sitting there. You know, in the later rounds, what positions mm-hmm. would those be? So I think tight end is a great one. My buddy, well, not my buddy, but someone who I fell in love with years ago uh, against their game against Georgia from Cincinnati as well, Josh Wiley. He was never, ever used properly in college. And he's just somebody who I think should be a 
top two round pick and just never got the respect or the usage to warrant that. So um, he's going to be incredible value. You got Davis Allen down there as well. Zach Koontz, I highly doubt that he'll be a day three guy, but you never know. Maybe teams just want to see a little bit more production from him. That's a big stretch. He'll probably be a round two to round three guy. But um, those are like some nice targets. You also have uh, Braden Willis from Oklahoma. You know, the Niners love him. That could be one of their compensatory picks because we all know the Niners love to take guys early. So like there are just some really good tight ends that you can find late. So that's a really good option if you like the Lions could be looking for somebody to more so compete in a role rather than be a bona fide tight end one. Uh, Other positions of note. You could actually look at linebacker. You do have guys like Servassier Dennis out of Pittsburgh. That's really solid. I don't know if Ivan Pace will go early because he's 5'10", 230 pounds. Could be going a little bit later. Uh, D. Winters is a solid dude as well. So the top end talent, there's three guys and there's a big drop off in my opinion. I'm not a huge fan of Diane Henley, so you could say top four on a drop off. But I think that there's some good value down there. Wide receiver, you might have guys like Xavier Hutchinson down there, Puka Nakua, Justin Shorter. Like those are some of my favorite guys. That's good value as well. But um, it's it's kind of a thin class in terms of the back end. It really is. Running back's great though. Running back's where you're just gonna splash. It's tough to see a team spend a top twenty pick on Bijan when you can get somebody who's probably seventy percent of Bijan's talent level in like the fifth round. And that's wow. probably like Deuce Vaughn. I, I have Deuce Vaughn graded just the same as Bichon, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love Deuce Vaughn. I'm a little bit biased. Well, and that's interesting because that, that might actually be a move the Colt to be interested in just yeah. because after this year, both their running backs are, are up for extensions, mm-hmm. right? Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Now, obviously, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to stay with Indy, but who oh, knows yeah. where Zach Moss is going to go? And then yeah. all of a sudden, you have a big needed RB2 there. So mm-hmm. I think the Colts definitely need to look to potentially go that direction, especially if it is a deep class. I think it would be, it would serve them wisely mm-hmm. to go after a, a young running back, and maybe they look at a guy that can kind of maybe feel a little bit more more of what Naheem Hines felt for the Colts for a number of years, more of that receiving back out of the backfield, a guy that can just kind of be used wherever in space. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that might be a really good option for them as well. But uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting, man, to see how this all plays out for the Colts, how this whole first round, all all the rounds really, but specifically like the top four, how those really play out. And then obviously how the other picks play out throughout the course of the season. But uh Thank you, Alex, so much, man, for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, find your work? Of course. I own Hail Mary Sports, so you can find me on YouTube. Uh, If you guys like draft content, you guys know where to go, but we're going to be adding in fantasy and betting, so it's going to be a lot more fun, and I'm going to actually be doing a stream called Mediocre Madden, so it's going to be a fun series because don't have high expectations for me. I'm just trying to have fun, but if you guys like that, feel free to hop on in. Awesome. Yeah, guys, be sure to go hit uh, subscribe to him. Where are you at, Alex, right now in terms of subscribers? I haven't checked in a little bit. I am, I believe, at 7,700. So oh, we're, wow. we're pushing okay. to, yeah, I know. The last Ridiculous. time I came on here, I was like, I think, what, 5K, 6K? So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, guys, help him to get to 10K, man. That's that's amazing. I didn't know you were that far. Thank that's you. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Guys, be sure to go check him out. Link will be in the description. Alex, man, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure having you on. Of course. It's always a pleasure being here. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks guys for tuning in. Really appreciate everybody. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. Go check out Alex's channel as well. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.